Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Dynamo Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Alex Lishik, and coming at me from across the pond, actually, not from across the pond, um, I think we're actually in the same country right now, aren't we? Me? Dima? Oh, Dima. <laughs> what do you mean we're in the same country? Aren't we both in England? Oh, yeah, we're both in England. Yeah, 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 we're both in England. So, how's everything going? Yeah, uh, yeah, not not good from the Dynamo point of view, but we're going to get onto that. I say this every time, don't I? You do. And also coming at us from, well, across the, not quite the Baltic Sea, I guess, but kind of close to it, is uh, Komar. Uh, yeah, uh, hi everyone. Um I'm okay, better than Dynamo, certainly. Um, well, let's get to it. It's a lot to discuss. And then normally I would say from across the Hudson River, um, but as I'm sure you've all figured out by now, I am not Alex, I'm Eric. And Alex is currently in Blackpool, um, struggling to find Wi-Fi, but he has found it. So Alex, how's everything going? Uh it's good. Um, I wouldn't really say that I found Wi-Fi as much as I've just found a random spot uh, in the place I'm staying in as it's just a spot where I have decent service. So we're going to go with that for now. Beautiful. Love it. Um, all right. So before we get into t- today's episode, I did want to mention to all of our listeners that we are now branching out um, and we're going to be starting a Substack. Um so the aim for this is just to bring you all more in-depth and quality Dynamo content on a weekly basis along, along with our, sorry, Alex's, your background was like freaking out for a minute. Um, anyway, so we're going to be working to bring you all better and more quality, I can't say this with a straight face, Dynamo content. Really, if I'm being honest, our goal is to make you all as miserable as we are on a weekly basis from following Dynamo. If we can make you all as depressed after reading our newsletter as we are with following this club, we've done our job. Um, But we are looking to bring you more in-depth match analysis, quality content, um, reviews of the youth team, um, and just some of our opinions, some of our hot takes, um, you know, if you'd like to supplement listening or Maybe if you don't have a chance to listen and uh, and you just want to read. Um, but at any rate, so please do give us a follow on Substack. We're going to be tweeting out the link. It's just Dynamo Abroad. Um, but like I said, when we tweet out the links, we will make sure to include that for all of you. But more to come on that. Um, all right. So Substack, I guess this is a good transition into a subpar performance that we had against uh, Aris, although we did get the win. Um 2-1 victory, or I should say 2-1, so um, went into extra time, and we won on penalties. Fantastic celebrations in front of the uh, away supporters. Thoughts on the match? Okay, so I'm going to go first, because it looks like I have some good service, so I, don't have to, so I won't be interrupted in this moment. Long story short is, I thought we started the game well. I thought it was a very good first 15 to 20-ish. But I think the problem is after that, I think we got a little too comfortable. And I think that's why we kind of allowed Aris in and they get kind of a bit of a silly goal. What was it, 36, 37th minute? But at the end of the day, 
fair play to the team. They got it done. And you know what? It was actually a bit of really good quality that got us back in the game. I mean, as much as I was really not happy with his overall performance, that was a heck of a ball from Sidorchuk to find Volochin. And I mean, that ping of a ball by Andreevsky to find Karavayev on the run. Goodness me, I don't think we're going to see much better quality on a distance pass like that from Andreevsky. And I mean, fair play to Karavayev for the finish. But on to the next round, on to Besiktas and on to whatever the other guys got to say. Fair enough. Al- or, uh, Komar, Dima, agree? Different thoughts? Well, I have to say, I, I, I like, I didn't watch the first 90 minutes. I just turned it out on, like, uh, in the stoppage time in the second half. Uh, I was playing, like, the actual football, not, <laughs> like, what's the Namas playing at the moment. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I watched the pens uh, and the extra time. And also, I saw the I saw the goals after, of course, and I have to say, I think it's the best, like the through the pitch cross I've seen since Wayne Rooney and DC United. This, uh, like, this great through ball to some attacker, and he scored with a header. It's like a very um, memorable thing. I, I don't usually watch MLS uh, because who would? I mean, now, now it's messy, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Plenty um, of people would still watch Komar. Plenty of people, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, but this was like the very good uh, quality. Uh, uh, the spark of quality. Uh, so what I say, I would also like to mention that Dynamo did their penalties pretty well. I didn't really see any penalty except Kahin Paris because he missed like the uh, any other penalty was like well taken and almost no chance from the Cyprus uh, goalkeeper. Uh, and of course, Bushan, who uh, like uh, saved one of them, which proved to be crucial uh, at the early stages until Kahim Paris uh, bottled the lead. So I guess we have to be thankful to this Abadjo guy that he uh, hoofed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, wide and uh, well uh, we get to have another two games of European slugfests I, I guess yeah fair enough Dima anything to add on that yeah I mean I, I think you know at the, at the end of the day we got the job done so you know fair enough for that but I mean I have to say, if it wasn't for Bushan, we would have been, you know, we would have been dead meat, you know, definitely in the first 90 minutes. I think they missed a lot of good chances. I'm just being honest. They did miss some good chances. Um, I thought, you know, before before the goal, I think... I think we were we were very poor. Before their goal, I, say, I, thought, I thought we were very poor. I thought they were, we were just letting them, you know play their game we weren't really attacking like I couldn't see I couldn't see a way for us to get into it at all um and to be fair then we you know like like Alex said yeah we did show some quality to get back in the game um to to equalize um very good ball from Andreevsky I thought I thought that has to be said good ball from Sidorchuk as well but once again I mean the rest like like Alex said as well the rest of his game did leave a lot to be desired I remember one time he was just left for dead 
Um, and I remember Dimchuk got absolutely spun. I don't, I don't know if anyone else remembers that moment at the edge of the box where Dimchuk just got absolutely destroyed by whoever that was. Um, but they couldn't quite, you know, find the pass or the finish. But you know, that's um, that's done now. Um, but yeah, I think there were a lot of kind of warning signs, and I think even after they got their 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 man sent off, I thought it was a very stupid foul. I thought, I thought it was a completely deserved card for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was completely deserved for them to to have a man sent off, but I don't think much changed to be honest with you. I thought sometimes it felt like we had the red card because we were kind of hanging on a bit. Um, but you, you know, they never managed to score, you know, it's their own fault, right? If you can't find the back of the net, where you know, uh, across over 180 minutes, in fact, because he had the extra time as well, you know, if they can't find the back of the net you know that's their own fault um and then they went to penalties of course and um yeah i mean good save from bushan and then that terrible penalty by whoever that guy was um and yeah we're through to the next round um and yeah it was satisfying to get back at those fans i mean they can go fuck themselves um no no mincing my words there but um what was I going to say? The last thing I wanted to mention was the thing that disappointed me was number one, Luchesco saying that he understands their, um, sorry, he understands their coach complaining that like uh, Bushan went over the top with the celebrations. I mean, seriously, like get with it here. Come on, get with it. Like, you know, they're, they're doing it for a reason, right? The players aren't just doing it to, you know, wind the fans up. You know, this is, you know, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get into it, but I think a lot is, you know, kind of a lot of pride is at stake here, you know, and the players defending their pride, you know, you have to, you know, you have to commend that. But, you know, this manager starts, you know, siding with their manager on it. But um, anyway, that's that's the first thing. And the second thing was, I, I like how the, the team on Instagram posted a picture of the dressing room as if we won the entire bloody thing. Like the, the celebrations in the dressing room, like, Okay, fair enough. We won the game, but come on, seriously, you, like, what kind of a small mentality thing to do is that? But that might be just me nitpicking. But I mean, I, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cringeworthy. I have to admit. But um, yeah, we're through to Besiktas, and um, I'm gonna save that for later. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think that if this were a match where this then became us fully qualifying for the group stages of the conference league, I would understand it. And I would understand the dressing room photo. Um, so I, I do, I do get where you're coming from. Um, I actually did watch the first 90 or the, the full match. And I thought the first half was torted up until we scored the goal, which I mean, came out of nowhere. If I'm not mistaken, we only had one shot up until that point. And it was off target. It was like a Sidorchuk shot that I'm pretty sure went back into Poland. Um, and it was just, it was, I mean, to, to your point. It was literally Steve, a threat to Odessa, that shot. Yeah, exactly. It, like, it was like we did nothing. It was so bad. But then that goal, I mean, it just, football's a game of fine margins. To Dima's point, you can dominate possession. You can dominate chances. But if you can't finish, it's going to come back to haunt you. So credit for credit to Dinamo for finishing their chance. Um, I mean, it was a beautiful header from Voloshin, and it was also wonderful to see one of our young guys score. And then, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention in the second half, for as much as, and I think rightfully so, that we've ripped on Luchescu for his substitutes, he got his substitutes spot on. 
because if you take a look at who scored the goal that then put us into extra time and who assisted both substitutes in Andreevsky and Karavayev, um, which was great to see. Like I said, I was a little skeptical when he made those subs because especially as he's subbing two defensive mids on for Shaparenko and Sidorchuk, which I don't know, I thought we'd maybe be experimental and go a little more attacking. And then I realized that it's Luchescu coaching. Um, but credit to him, he made the right, he made the right call. Um, and then actually, interestingly enough, if you look at the final stats from this match, um, you know, they had 12 shots, we had 19. They had five on target, we had six, and then 10 off target, and then four on target, or four off target for them. Um, so statistically, I didn't have a take, I didn't take a look at possession. Um, but statistically, I think it actually kind of lined up. Now, it wasn't like that for the majority of the match. I think it probably wasn't even like that until mostly into the second half and then also extra time when they went down a man, which agreed with Dima was a pretty stupid or a pretty stupid foul, um, especially for someone who was already on a booking. Um, but good to see us taking care of business um, and getting through uh, with a win against a team that, if we're being honest, we should be beating. And you know, the best part of the match for me was the celebration in front of the opposing fans. And I fully agree. I think that, you know, it's one thing to do that just for the heck of it, just to just to do it. But for a team that, you know, has fans that put out a banner about smashing, uh, you know, Ukrainian Nazis or whatever, like how, like how the how, how, how do you think they're going to react? You know, when there's a war be going, there's a war waging in the country and like they're just supposed to like. But the thing is, if there's punishment for this, it would be imposed upon Dinamo. It won't be imposed upon Aris, which just goes to show you how messed up UEFA is. Um, well, Eric, I just want to cut you off. Is like I love the cheek of like some Aris players complaining after the game that they found the celebration really disrespectful. I'm like, really, my guy? And like, I just saw, not just with the banner, but I've also seen pictures of Aris supporters waving around like DNR and LNR flags they, in the past yeah. as well. They had, yeah, they had those too, which again, it's just like, it's so hypocritical, but they got theirs and they are back home. So um, on to Besiktas, before we get into the Besiktas preview, I do want to mention to our listeners that um, the match this coming weekend, which I believe was against Veris, has been postponed. Um, and as I'm looking at transfer mark, I don't know if any of you are aware of this, but it says that the match against Zoria has also been postponed. Yeah, I think it's too early for that. Uh, there wasn't any decision, uh, at least as far as I know. But I think we, we missed uh, the defeat on Sunday, but uh, we'll get to that later, I guess. So the match against Zoria has been postponed? And no idea. No? I don't think it was uh, decided yet. Yeah, okay. So I do want to mention this. I know that we were talking about this in the past, and you can all let me know if this changes your opinion on it before we get into the Besiktas preview, but I was actually talking about this with my girlfriend, and, and I was like, yeah, like I can't believe that they need to have this match rescheduled, and she brought up the very valid point of the fact that this match is not being played in Ukraine, which I know that we talked about, but I don't think I had the wherewithal at the moment to realize that had they been playing that match, that it would have been them going to I'm trying to think like it just it would have been a lot of travel with them having to play away and then 
like come back to Ukraine and then they would have had to go to Romania. And then like, I mean, it's just a lot of travel to three different locations where it should have been two, like pretty much two home matches or at least two matches in Ukraine for them. Um, but I think that that's a valid point. And, 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 and I, I do get that argument in the sense of them wanting to just play matches in Europe and then not have midweek fixtures where basically they're traveling to three different countries, if that makes sense. Um, but Besiktas, thoughts on Besiktas? Are we gonna thoughts, to be honest thoughts on the squad? Are we going to progress? Well, um, I actually researched the, the squad and I found some familiar names. I guess they're offering a decent amount of money uh, in there. Because Turkey is like the well, haven for a reti almost retired players, I suppose. So um, the players you may know, especially uh, the ones that follow English Premier League, it's Dan Daniel Amarty. That's a former Leicester defender. Uh, Artur Masuaku from West Ham. At least he played there a while ago. Uh, Jetson Fernandez. I don't think I'm familiar. He played for Tottenham. He played for Spurs. Uh, it, they've also well, just it's signed. Not that it's it's like different Jetson. I think he played it, for. It, oh yeah, he did play for Tottenham. Is, seven games. Seven, yeah, he yeah, played yeah, like right. on loan. I think I remember that. I don't know how I remember it, but. Okay, so also, who else? Um, the also... very own. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, uh, meaning Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. forgot about that one. Uh, yeah, he recently signed for them. Uh, Milot Rashica, or Rashica, I, I don't know how to spell it. Oh, yeah. In Kosovo. I, remember, I remember him. I think they just signed uh, Ante Rebic, too. Yeah, yeah, Ante Rebic and Vincent Abubakar. So, wow, he's still uh, playing. Yeah, I think he was the part of this swap with Wood Vaghorst and uh, after the World Cup, I think. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to add it that they've just signed the Kazakh midfielder from Tsk Moscow. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name after the last middle Asian player I tried to pronounce, but just wanted <laughs> to mention that as well. Yeah, good for them. So, uh, well, it's not, it's, it won't be easy, but. Uh, I have to say, after like, um, there is a video I think on Dynamo Kiev YouTube channel and the top 10 best uh, goals against Besiktas. So it turns out we played them 10 times and scored 24 times, which is a very good result for me, especially this 6 0 uh, win in the Champions League, uh, which meant nothing but was very satisfactory, I think. Uh, well, so the history is like, a plus in the dynamo on the dynamo side but uh recent form not such uh let's see how they perform in the league so uh, turkish league already played like only two games and uh Besiktas has like one win and one draw so uh, not much to take from this uh well, with this defense that Dynamo has, I, I don't see how us uh, going through, but uh, I suppose the game will be interesting. I'll try to watch at least on this first day. 
do you think we uh or actually i i can i was going to ask if you think we progress and also what you think the aggregate score will be well um it will be like the hockey score uh, <laughs> judging from the from the last um uh, last upo games unless we park the bus which is possible i hope we just uh, it's just not going to be 6-0 that's all i'm hoping for <laughs> Imagine if it's six nil in Ned. Oh God! I hope it's not going to be that. Well, it's it's another thing. Remember, we discussed that uh, Conference League is not a priority for Circus, uh because it's not. Uh, oh yeah, the that's priority for Luchesco. Right. Okay, that's why we're either. So, okay. uh, well, last time I, I think we discussed that uh, Luchesco may be sacked after Ari if we got knocked out by Aris. And now I think Igor Cihanek whatever you may think about him. He says that uh, Luchesco is pretty much safe. Uh, he has like the year on his contract and his goal to uh, is to win the UPL. So good luck with that. Yeah. But it probably means uh, we don't give a jack shit about Conference League and might as well just play only in the domestic competitions through the season. Yeah, right. That's why we're going to struggle in Europe because Luchesco doesn't want to focus on it, right? Yeah, that's the only reason. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just delivering news. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's what it's what he said. And I just want to say something else because um, there was a part you you missed out. Um, he said that the only way to uh, for, for Luchesco to get sacked, uh, Sahanek said the only way for Luchesco to get sacked is if there's a complete failure in, in the league. So what was last year then? Is, four, is fourth in the league not a complete failure now or, or what? I mean, the damage that Surkis has done to this club's mentality is just, it's going to take a long while to to um, to um reverse because, I mean, I'm just going off on a tangent a bit here, but, you know, if you finish fourth and nothing has changed, is that not kind of sending off the message that it's acceptable? Uh, anyway, but, um, yeah, you, you shouldn't have reminded me of that article. I had just forgotten about <laughs> that. I had just started, I just stopped being pissed at that article and, you reminded me, but um, it's weekly Dima runs. Yeah, but it just makes no piece. sense. It, it just <laughs> like, how how do you explain like okay? So if he if he's if if there's a total failure in the league, cool, sack him. So what was last season then? Was was that not a total failure? But anyway, yeah, I'll I'll let you continue. Well, yeah, that's I think that's uh, that's all about Besiktas from me. So anyone else? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough game, I think. Like, as with all, you know, the larger Turkish sides, I think they've got, um, they've definitely got a few, a few big names. Um, if you want to, if you want to say that, a few big names on their, um, on their team. But, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what kind of football they play, but sometimes, you know, these Turkish sides can also be a bit unorganized. Um, you know, so maybe we could take care of that because even last year, I mean, with Fenerbahce, like, they had some good players in there, but they were so disorganized. Like even even we were like scoring against them, were like unsettling their defense. And um, who knows? Uh, this might be the same. But that is um kind of skipping over the black hole we've got in defense, also known as Sirota, Djechuk, and Bilovar, and whoever else we have. Um. You know, with with players like that, I mean, I, I don't think we've covered Chorna Moritz yet, and um, I don't really want to spoil it yet. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna struggle. We're gonna have our work cut out if we defend like that. Then, 
I'm just going to ask one question to you guys. Would you rather start Brashko as a six and Sidorchuk at center back? Well, the thing is, I heard that, no, well, Brashko played at center back actually last game. And the thing is, I heard he wasn't that bad. I didn't get to watch the game, thankfully, because I was in London. Um, thankfully. Um, but I heard he had a good game at center back. So maybe that's a shout to even play him. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be, a, I, I don't think we're going to make it. Uh, I don't think we're doing the aggregate scores just yet. But, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I mean, we'll get on to the Jordan Moritz match in a minute, but yet another center back getting red carded. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to hit the panic button earlier. I wanted to be patient. Um, but I think, you know, Dima, especially you, um, have definitely rightly signaled that this is going to be a, a big problem area for us, um, which is unfortunate because when you take a look at you know, I know we've talked in our chat about Borda um, and especially Bol, but, you know, Borda, I guess you never know when he's going to be healthy. So, you know, him not being selling him, I get, even though it's unfortunate. And I think when he played for us, he always did pretty well. Um, Bol is the one who really disappoints me because like we talked about in the prior podcast, we have someone in his place right now who's in his place because he's sleeping with the president's daughter or granddaughter or whoever she is. Um, but, you know, he, Bilovar is, is poor. Diachuk has been really poor. Um, you know, these guys are young, um, but at the same time, they're, they're costing us. I mean, they're, they're genuinely costing us. Um, and it would just be nice to, not have loaned out Bol because I think he's more deserving of a chance than Bilovares. But at any rate, um, yeah, I don't expect us to progress through against Besiktas, but hopefully I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, but yeah, the loss to Chordnomoritz, I will admit I didn't have a chance to watch this one. Um, but like I said, really the main thing for me is uh, another red card for uh, a center back and then eventually at, at, I forget what minute it was at the end of the match they score the winner and go on to win three to two um, so you take a look at opponents like Chordno Moritz and Obolon recently promoted and between those two teams we've conceded five goals that's I mean I don't know what else to say besides it's definitely a cause for concern I don't know if you guys have anything else to add or is there anything else you saw in that match? So, well, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay, Dima. Dima no, no, you go on. I was just going to complain. Uh, you do your thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, a couple of episodes back, I, I said it's going to be a very happy football in Dynamo Camp. And it is. We concede a lot. We also scored quite, quite a lot uh, in comparison to the previous season. Uh, but uh, in this game, uh, except the uh, re- really hilarious um, uh, miss header, so so to say, by Dietrich, uh, um, and some re- pretty pretty funny howlers in the defense. Uh, you know, actually, when Dietrich tried to block the uh, the goal, uh, he just uh, like puts the hands in the position that the ball ricocheted and. It went in. I actually think it wouldn't if he wasn't in a way. So <laughs> it probably would, but it it was really close. 
I think it was the second goal. Uh, and uh, well, what I wanted to say at the beginning, it's uh, we were two flash in the attack too. And we scored two goals, uh, two good goals, one by Sidorchuk, one by Molenko, but we also missed a lot of good chances. For example, Karavaev, who uh, scored a great goal against Aris, he just missed an uh, absolute sitter against uh, Chernomorets, the things just professional player shouldn't do. Uh, and well, so uh, as Eric said, if you don't take your chances, uh, it just goes back to you. And uh, well, after the zero red card, it was pretty much uh, a question of time when we when we concede, which happened a lot last couple of seasons. And we dropped stupid points. Uh, lucky for us, Shakhtar also did. And their defense is uh, also in a pretty bad state. But, uh, well, they actually gained one point because they drew against uh, Krivbas. So, yeah, yeah. Ruh Lviv is the sole leader in the table, which makes uh, this season's UPL very interesting, which is low-key fun. So... Uh, let's see if we get more hilarious results in the future. But yeah, I think it's all been said to be honest with you. Um, I've been kind of saying it for a reason. I've kind of been ringing the alarm bell about the um about the defense, but it, it's just been so poor. It's eight goals in five games we've conceded. We haven't. We don't have a clean sheet. Not in the. Uh, not in the UPL and not in the Conference League, and it 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 was just so poor. It was it's just so so poor. It's like having the Wi-Fi password one two three four. You know anyone can get in, anyone can just come in and score a goal. You know no resistance, nothing. Um, yeah, I mean that was quite funny. I mean for the last goal, I don't know where I don't know where Dietrich was going. I don't, it's like his control. It's like it's like when the controller disconnects on FIFA. And they just start running in a random direction. Like, what the f- what was that? You know, what was that? Um, poor Miss Heather, he cost us two goals. Um, and do, do you know what? I've, been, I've I've I said it when his contract got extended. I said, no, right? No, he's this guy's not it. And you know, it might be early, but it's looking like I was right. Um, tell us, tell it to his girlfriend again, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I've lost my thought now. Um, but the thing is, yeah, like 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 Komar was saying, like we were also toothless in attack, right? So it's not like we we can't pin all of us. I mean, we can pin ninety percent on the defense, but the thing is, we were quite poor in attack as well. Um, but it was just very poor, very poor overall. And the thing is, like Shakhtar right now are such a crap side. Like they have been really, really struggling. I think this is their second draw now. Is it in the league? I think they've drawn twice. That's the second draw. And the thing is, right now, we should be four points clear because they've dropped four points. But the thing is, with a defence like that, te- no matter how shit Shakhtar are, 10 times out of 10, not even nine times, 10 times out of 10, with a defence like that, we're going to be even worse. And it's just guaranteed because this is this is just some pub league stuff we're seeing from defenders, right? Surota, I've been, I've been saying it for a while now, right? I've been saying it, I think, since the... Um, 2021 season, uh, sorry, 21 22 season. Um, he's playing like a guy on his debut, and he's not a guy on his debut anymore. You know, he's been in this team for almost three years now, and he's got no excuse to be playing like this. He's made no progress at all. Um, 
and it, it, you know some people were saying it's debatable if he's even his position is even the best in defense but you know but right now i don't care like what are their positions is i don't care if they're young if they're not right the the point the point is that they're not good enough and at this point i'd rather have Buddha with one leg than these two um but yeah more points dropped three all three points dropped and um yeah i think we ran out of paper for the cracks on this one So yeah, another pretty abject performance um, against Jordan Moritz, um, and no end in sight. Uh, I thought I thought one more thing I should say. Um, I know it's a bit might be a bit harsh, but I think Vanad the past two games has been pretty anonymous as well. So hopefully that won't be um, hopefully that won't be a continuing trend. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, who knows what needs to change, right? I wonder what needs to change. Anyway, that's that's enough of Jordan Moritz. What have we got left? Yeah, so pretty dismal loss to Jordan Moritz. Um, embarrassing. Pretty much all I have to say on the matter. Um, all right, yeah, so last couple things to cover. So Zbirna and U21 call-ups for Dynamo players. Well, sorry for comes to uh, seniors Birna, I believe we have uh, uh, Bushchan uh, Popov. I I don't know how he uh, is here. It's like absurd. Uh, Timchik, which is like a better shout. At least it's not yeah, Djokovic. No, no Djokovic. <laughs> Uh, well, what else? Yermolenko, Sidorchuk, Bujalski, Shafarenko at last, uh, and Vonat. And uh, Rebrov added Karabayev to the roster. Like, yeah. after, I, after I just the main... Add, I, I just want to add this. is I'm very happy Vonat got called up. And I'm sorry, there's no way he shouldn't be the backup striker behind Dovbik and over Yermolenko. Well, you could say that, but I reckon he's... I heard of Yeremchuk, definitely, but I reckon he's still going to go with Dovbik. I think he yeah, should go with Dovbik. Just... Dov, at least Dovbik is now in a top league, to be fair to him. And, and he scored on his debut as well. So I'm saying Dovbik should absolutely start, mm. but there's no way Fanat shouldn't be the backup I instead of Yeremchuk. I misunderstood you completely. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. I think that's fair enough. I'm going to go with an up. Unpopular opinion, I think Yeramchuk should start because uh, there is no way uh, Dovbik will be uh, free with uh, the defensive Catenaccio Italy and uh, with uh, uh, Barry Fridge Maguire um, defending the England goal. So I think we need um, a more, I know, more. Uh, Dropping back forward, more running forward, not not the Lukaku style forward, which Dovbik is. Uh, disregarding the recent uh, Lukaku performances, but uh, I really think we need more of a runner than the than the I don't know the keeper the keeper of the ball, of course. So uh, that's my private opinion, and uh, I think Yaremchuk is catching just a little bit of wind. So, so yeah, I would start Yeremchuk at least against Italy because uh, there is no way uh, Dovbek uh, 
will uh, be effective against Italy defense. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think he's been quite he has been quite poor in some of the games he starts like off the bench. Don't get me wrong, he's been very um very successful coming off the bench for Zbirna, but in some of the games he started, even against lesser teams, he's not really been that effective. So I guess it's not the worst shot. But the thing with Vanat is like um obviously he's still young, but he's just has almost like virtually no experience at a really good level, if you know what I mean. Like his best I'm trying to think who his best opponent would be, and it would have to be in the Europa League that his best like teams he's faced. Like he's not played really at a high, high level. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's I guess that's some good reasoning there, but uh we have to see. Um I think I mean to be fair, it's not really you can't really call up Brashko because he doesn't even start. Uh, I think he's in the under 21s, which is about right, but uh yeah, I think we're. I think everyone's going to be hoping that Sidorchuk doesn't make many or any appearances for Zbirna, and same goes for Popov because, I mean, it, they're not. Re- it's not a reliable uh, defender, and it's not a reliable defensive midfielder. And um, just like uh, Komar was saying about the sitter missed by Karabayev, he's not a reliable winger, um, or a finisher or a fullback for that matter. So you know, um. Maybe we have to, maybe Shaparenko, but the thing is, he kind of disappointed me in the last few games. I don't know about you guys. I think he's, you know, at times, um, at times, uh, he's kind of showed some glimpses, and I guess it makes sense with an injury. I saw someone say, if it was, I think it was Smolovui that said, once the player that was man marking him got taken off, he started playing better. But that's like saying, once all the other cars had crashed on the Formula One grid, I started to win the race, you know, like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, anyway. I, that, I, I, I just want to say on Shaparenko real quick, sorry to interrupt Dima. For me, it just feels like he's trying to do too much at times. It's not that he's particularly played bad, but I feel like a lot of times he's just trying to force balls through to try and forcibly break lines instead of just maybe bring, like make, simplifying his game a little. I just think that would help him out a little That's bit. That's fine, in yeah, this but... moment. I feel like before it was working a lot better. Like he was still, I think, doing that to an extent, but I think it was just coming off a lot better. So I don't know if he needs to get up to speed or if it's a more kind of, you know, injury-related issue uh, that might be a bit more permanent, which I hope it's not, but, you know. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think there's also a lot of responsibility that rides on him. Um, I mean, it's good It's good now that we have Yarmolenko back because, I mean, I know that we had mixed opinions on signing him, but he's one of the few people who actually can create for yeah. us. Yeah. So, you know, it does take a little bit of the responsibility off Shaparenko, but, I mean, he's not only, the, I would argue, the most creative player we have, but, you know, with cre- as far as creativity – is concerned after Yaromolenko and Shaparenko, there's a huge drop off to the rest no of the one. squad. There's no one. Well, um, had a decent game, but you know, we all know what he does in the big games, which is nothing. So, um, you know, maybe he maybe he could be brought on for Zbirna, but he's never going to be starting. Let's be real about it. Um, especially not in a big game like Italy or England. Um, but oh man, I've I've missed my thought again. Never mind. Well, those two matches are coming up against uh, Italy and England on the 9th and twelfth of September. Um, so hopefully, Dinamo players can make a good impact for the for uh, Zbirna. 
Um, but on to our final two topics. So number one, Haramash and Khachariri are rumored to be coming on as coaches. Um, Absolutely wild. Yeah, I mean, I think I I wrote, uh, I think it was like in a in our chat or directly to Alex. Uh, I I said that I feel uh, serious Vitali Kvartiani vibes in those two because like, um, Hachiridi is his student pretty much. He started in Bolin Lutsk, so he may have picked up some things. <laughs> So we might ha- we may have another Kvartiani on the books uh, in the near future in the yeah, Ukrainian that football. Yeah, Harmash as well. Harmash. So yeah, that is where he started his career. To be fair, and um, yeah, that I hope those are two people I won't see coaching at Dynamo unless by some miracle they turn out to be some kind of fantastic managers. I think we've had too many of those over the years, um, but you never know. You never know. All, all, all I'm going to say on this subject is they might be some of the best, like they would be some of the most fun assistant coaches to play under, but I'm sorry, I just cannot see them as manager. Like the, the only pair I would want to manage the Namwa, and this is just for complete, you know, banter moment, just give me uh, co managers of Milevsky and Aliyev together. That's okay. all I would want. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the, the YouTube channel would be crazy. Uh, they would like have a YouTube channel of Dynamo managers, uh, Milevsky and Daliev. Well, but like judging from Milevsky's appearance recently, I don't think he's in a good place. So, um, well, it's, that's a little bit sad to think about. But I think his uh, lifestyle got to him. I don't know if you've seen him, but he looks like uh, Alexei Rikun in his like the worst days. So uh, isn't isn't he acting in a movie, Molesky? Yeah, but it was shot like two years ago when he was still like uh, okay. Oh, I see. This Dove Push advert, yeah, <laughs> the whiskey one. I saw that too. So actually, it would be interesting to see that movie, of course. But I'd watch it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that we need, and again, I think of this in terms of like football manager attributes that we need more coaches that have man motivating is like at 20, but every other skill is at like five and there's actually no like tactical or, you know, attacking defensive, I guess. Yeah. Just tactical, true tactical knowledge that they bring to the table outside of just being able to motivate the players. Like, I don't know. I, uh, you, I mean, you know, I, 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 sorry, I will say there's one good thing I don't mind if my manager has zero tactical knowledge. Because if he has no idea what he's doing, that means our team isn't going to have any idea what we're doing. And if our team has no idea what we're doing, then there's no way in hell the opposition is going to have a clue what's going to happen. Yeah, I think for any club outside of Dynamo, that might work. But for us, <laughs> I don't think that that would pan out. But, um, I mean, I was a huge fan of Hachiridi back in the day. Um, I've actually been called his doppelganger at times back when I had shorter hair. Um, and, uh, I mean, he was a great defender for us. I mean, Haramash, club legend for sure, a very, very loyal servant to the club. Um, I just, I don't know if we're going to be moving the club forward 
I think we talked about about this in the prior podcast, but you know, getting away from the Dynamo Hearts and uh, I don't know, bringing in some uh, some fresh ideas um, from you know former players or just coaches outside of the club. But I guess we'll see what happens with that. And then lastly, we have, and I don't have his name, but there's a, I think it was is it Sochaux that. Um, we have some interests in a center back for them that apparently there's also some interest coming from La Liga. Uh, yes, uh, it's like, uh, hold on a minute. Um, so show which plays uh, like in the, uh, in the third tier of French football right now. Uh, had uh, a central back called Ismail Aneba, I think that's that's the correct uh, pronunciation, though I'm not sure. Uh, he's 24. He played uh, for two seasons in there, and uh, he has an interest from uh, Las Palmas, Mallorca, and our favorite club, uh, Ferenc Varos. And uh, well, he's a free agent because he ended his agreement with uh, with Sochaux, so he's uh, to get for free. His transfer market is two million euros, so uh, he's not like a mm, no name, so to say. And he used to play in Strasbourg, which is now in the league L, I believe. So. Uh, well, like I told you on the chat, I think uh, this is better than nothing, and uh, and anything anything is better than a current uh, center back roster. Uh, so yeah, I would take him, but uh, we all know what uh, what does it mean to uh, have a Dynamo interest. It usually means that they are interested, and that's all. Uh, and given the caliber of uh, the other clubs that that are interested, I don't rate our chances highly because, well, if you have to, if you can choose between La Liga or uh, the lower Spanish division clubs or even the Hungarian Premiership and the country uh, at war and Dynamo that doesn't play in Champions League and anything else only domestic competitions well we'll see if we'll be playing conference league but it's not too tempting um well i would really choose la liga even if it's the rele relegation fighting club so um it may be uh, the one of many news that we got recently that we're interested in some center back uh, i'm I'm hoping it's not, but it looks like it. Yeah. Omar, are you telling? Sorry, to start you, but Omar, are you really telling me you'd rather sign for La Liga than go for a team that's seriously about trying to win the Ukrainian Premier League? <laughs> well, if know. I was I... French, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no offense to French people. Can, can can we uh can we offer some I don't know like some character boots in like the clause like for every goal or something that only do entice them over? Well, Kapchik Bootsa is in Poland, so well, uh, well, it's not far. I can, you can drop them off. <laughs> yeah, of course. But 
Well, um, about that, um, I think that would be the last item on the agenda. Uh, I wrote some like a blueprint of this um, uh, in our chat, but I think we could, if we could just play a game, uh, we have like uh, two picks for a new uh, center back uh, for Dynamo. And one is realistic, one is unrealistic, but not uh, with like uh, Sergio Ramos stuff. So who would you pick? Like right, right about now, um, as of today. Oh, oh, could you refer? Because you cut out for a second. Could you just say that again? Well, so you have two picks uh, for new West Dynamo center back. One is unrealistic, but not Sergio, uh, Sergio Ramos unrealistic, and the other one is realistic. So uh, the I know um, some some player who we would realistically sign as of today. I think I would just take the realistic option just because you can it's do both. All... It's just, you know, no, I, um, I would, what I would, are the names? what are the names? Um, you know, who's, I think he's a free agent. He used to play for Porto Chancel and Bemba. I need to well, see. I didn't know that name. <laughs> he, he used to play for Newcastle back in the day. Let me see if he's still a free agent, though. He could have been signed. He, sh he probably should have been signed at one point. Oh, yeah. I think I, I'm recalling something. I'm not sure. So a couple of seasons back. back. Oh, Axel Twanzebe is available on a free. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Great, great, uh, great player. He captained United once, even. Yeah, that, that once. Once, yeah, in some early uh, cup round. Um, oh no! Okay, so I guess he's not a, he's not available anymore. But um, yeah, it would have been him. But he, like I say, he's not available. There's not a lot of oh, we could sign Ole one Ole Renwaju Kayode. He's available on free. Well, so maybe I'll go first. So um, oh, the Phil Jones. There you go. Option. Phil Jones. Okay, if you Please. have something, go on. Phil Jones, come on. Uh, well, so the re realistic. The option would be like the best option, just bring back both from home if you can. That's like a no brainer. And unrealistic option, which I think it was on the news, I think I would bring back Vida from like, Athens, I think. Or Pauk, I know where he plays in Greece, but, um, but surely he's not too bad for the UPL uh, level. At this point, and he loves the club clearly. He loves Ukraine, so uh, the only the only obstacle will be the money. But um, that's why I think it's unrealistic because the money wouldn't uh, wouldn't be there because he he had to be like uh, bought like Chagrinsky, right? So it's obvious Surkis doesn't want to spend anything, so um, it's likely that it won't happen. So these are my two packs. You can, of course, uh, do the same, but it won't be fun. You, you know who I wanted Dinamo to sign? Just because I figured he'd be pretty decent. I was in Calavero. Didn't he just sign for last glimpse? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Or, yeah, it was uh, like... or sorry, the other one I was going to say that I thought would have been realistic, and I know... Eric is going to be absolutely fuming that we didn't sign him. He went to MLS instead, but uh, Yefen Cheberko. Yeah, I mean, I 
I don't think Chibetico is a world beater by any means, but at the same time, I think that he was a, he's a very promising center back. I also like the fact that he's left-footed, he's versatile, and can play fullback as well. Um, but, yeah, he's someone that I would have liked to have signed and brought in before he went abroad and ruined his career in, I think it was like in Austria, when he got like loaned to like a Croatian side or something like that, and I forget what happened after that, and now he's in the MLS and his career's over. But, well, it yeah, was I the same uh, same club that Talavera uh, like loaned to again, uh, Vasquez, and the okay. Croatian club was uh, Osijek, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, it was Osijek. That's right. Well, so about Talavera, I think Spivakovsky said in a recent stream they had in Tatortake, uh, he said the Dynamo could very much sign Talavera on the spot because uh, Slavia just wanted to get rid of him. And but they uh, they had to pay like two million euros, which is obviously a no go for Circus. So, oh, as I come out, uh, Eric, real quick. Um, this is what bothers me with Circus, right? If you don't have the money, you don't want to pay the two million euros. Are you really going to tell me you can't find some way, a, to offer all the thousands of horrendous players we still have on our books to pay for it or are you telling me you can't try to come up with say let's say a year alone with an option to buy at the end if he hits x amount of appearances or something like that you can't give yourself at least a six months two years to hey listen let's try to sell Vitinho or this guy or that guy so we can raise the funds but no it, it just shows the limit um the limitations of Supercus as the owner of footballing businessman that it's two million euros, which should not be anything crazy fee for us, but he's, he's not going to do it. Yeah, well, going well, back to our uh, weekly. Well, where's the uh, money gone from the Champions I mean, League and the Europa League and from Mikolenko and from Sagankov and from Sabarni? Where's all that money gone? Uh, anyway, but yeah, I mean, Ch Chiberko was right there under our nose. Um, he went to the MLS. Uh, I don't see, to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to, you know, let's be realistic. Like, come on, who would want to join us instead of La Liga team? Who? Who would want to well, join this? We're talking about Ukrainian yeah. players. Uh, I, no, I, mean, I, I mean, more of that guy, but I mean... I suppose he would get a salary here, but I mean, let, let's be honest, we're a bit of a talent graveyard, aren't we? Let's be completely honest about it. Um, I mean, for, for Ukrainian players, not so much, but for foreign players, like it has been a really long time since we sold a foreign player to a good club, a really long time. Um, that does come into it, doesn't it? Um, but... One one player that I had in mind was Serapi from Niprodin. I think he's a pretty good defender. Um Dynamo product as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's uh, a Dynamo Academy product if if memory serves. Um so yeah, but listen, that's that's not gonna happen. I don't think we're gonna sign any I don't think we're gonna sign anyone. Um doesn't look like it and we're getting to that point now where anyone we buy is just a panic buy i mean we've had how long when when did the transfer window open and you don't doesn't ukraine when the start july 1st 
So let's just say, let's just say seven weeks ago. Yeah, right. So so we've had six or seven weeks to conclude a transfer signing. And I mean, it was pretty, pretty obvious, to be honest with you, even looking at last season's performances that, you know, that this lot aren't good enough. Um, but no, instead, we swept it all under the rug. We gave Gechuk a new contract. We're persisting with Sirota. And now we're um, and we're in desperate need of a centre back, and we have no one. And you know, it's you know, if if we do sign this guy, I'll be pretty amazed. But listen, we, I think we all know how how that's going to go. Um, but yeah. Um, I'd have to say my realistic option, apart from recalling Ball from loan, um, would be Hachiridi. Bring him back, whip some of these young guys into shape. I feel like he could do a better job for us he now. Can't be any worse. He can't be any worse. No, that's what I was going to say. He won't be any worse. He won't be any worse. And I, as much, I mean, there were definitely some issues with him with managers and things like that. I mean, last that happened, he was like trialing with like Desna, I believe. And then he just like left because they couldn't agree on the contract or whatever. So I, I'm pretty sure he's not, he's not with the club right now. So I would bring him back as my realistic option, non-realistic option. And I mean, this is just a pipe dream, but could it solve? Imagine that. Wow. No, I'm just, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, non-realistic option. I mean, Oh, that would be tough. That That is tough. Um, Sergio Ramos. <laughs> yeah, Sergio Ramos. Yeah. Um, isn't there? Hold on. Isn't there any? We do defenders? have Sergio Ramos, and if he's called Dennis Popov, so. yeah, right. Oh, and then if if he's if he's Sergio Ramos, then uh, Supriaha is like Van Basten or someone like that, you know. You know what though, like, but I also think we should look to the Bundesliga for signings. Because usually there's a lot of like good players available for cheap from teams like you know maybe Nuremberg, Augsburg, if you you know good center backs from there. Yeah. Because they're going to go from the Bundesliga to Dynamo. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I love some of your guys' well, the, optimism. I wish I, I had The it. other two names I had in mind, um, well, it's, it's Fatog and Batahov, probably. Yes, Fatog uh, would, would be one. most I'm not, I'm realistic. Not sold I'm not, I'm just, I've never been a huge fan of him. I think he's very... It's kind of very clunky, you know. That's the best way I can say. I'm just, I've never been convinced, but I think Svatok is a good option. Um, I would take either Svatok or Serapi or even both. To be honest with you, I think they would walk into our uh, defense, and that's not difficult, by the way. I think even even Hachiridi would walk into our defense, and he could barely walk, by the way, by the time that his Dynamo career had concluded. So. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah, it's an absolute shambles. I don't know why it wasn't addressed. Well, I do know why it was wasn't addressed because our owner's an idiot and our uh, our manager's a puppet of that idiot. But um, yeah, but the thing is, right? The the thing that gets me is why are we the ones? I mean, obviously, like this isn't anything to do with the club, but like, why are we doing the scouting? Don't the club have like a million scouts and vice presidents and like what 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 do we employ these people for? Like, what do they do? Like I, I would genuinely love to like spend a day in the life of a Dynamo scout. Like, have they? Do you like? You go on the website and the scouts are like seventy years old. Like, when do you think the last time they went on a scouting assignment abroad was? 
It's probably bloody in 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 1995. Look at them. They probably they probably no. can't even walk anymore. <laughs> the last foreign player, the last proper foreign player they probably recruited was Kaka Kaladze. Jesus. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like we're not going to buy anyone, and we're just going to do a panic buy, like or or not even a panic buy. We'll probably get a loan. We'll probably get a loan, like Tudor Belce again. Um, play him like a total of two times, and then never see again. And the manager won't complain because he's a puppet, and the same bullshit will continue. Um, but yeah, yeah, hard to argue with that. But you know, for all I think all the options that we've discussed, I don't know that any of them, to Dima's point, would be any worse than uh, what we currently have. But um, at any rate. That is going to bring us to the end of the podcast for today. Um, appreciate all of you listening. If you want to give us a follow on uh, social media, Dima, where can they find you? Well, Jechug's girlfriend knows where to find me, doesn't she? Indeed she does. <laughs> yeah, when I when I was calling out them for sending his contracts and she got annoyed. Yeah, well, yeah, I remember that. I haven't forgotten. But anyway, at 1927, Dima. He must kept the receipts. Yeah, I've got the receipts. I don't think I've forgotten about that. Komar. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Yeah, so it's uh, at Dart Sandwich uh, 96 on Twitter. Or X. Or X. X. That's right. Yeah, it's X. Alex. <laughs> it's weird. I usually don't have to do this bit. But uh, if you want to find me on Twitter to talk about uh, Dynamo Kiev, Co-object football politics. Uh, you could find me on, excuse me, not Twitter, ek, at uh, Betyar Zadunai. <laughs> it'll be, if you don't know how to spell it, it'll be tagged uh, now in the tweet for this video. Now I finally know how to pronounce that uh, that that username. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Libovich. And again, one more time, um, in case you miss it at the beginning, we are going to be starting a Substack. Um, it's at Dynamo Abroad, and we'll be tweeting out the link in that when we publish this episode. Like I said, we're going to be coming to, or we're going to be aiming to give all of you listeners more insights, um, write-ups on match analysis from Dynamo matches, previews, um, and just you know general news around the club. A lot of features on our youth team, um, which we're going to be covering a lot more of, and then hopefully working into doing some bonus features and special articles on just all things around the club. Um, so stay tuned for that, but please do give us a follow on Substack and our first article is going to be going out, um, next week. Um, and you can follow me on X at Libovich and until next time, have a great day. Slava Ukraini.